Welcome to Career Tools. This week, getting more feedback. The questions this cast answers are, how do I get more feedback from my boss? How do I ask for feedback? And what kind of feedback can I expect from my boss? Are you thinking about putting your team through training, but also concerned that they won't actually follow through with implementing it? Nobody likes to waste money, and every day managers are faced with deciding how to spend those limited resources. Well, lucky for you, there's Roadmap. Roadmap will not only guide your managers through rolling out the Trinity, but also allows them to track and record their data, such that you can verify that they're following through on actually putting the guidance into practice. If you believe in the concept of trust and verify, Roadmap is your mecca. Learn more at manager-tools.com forward slash products forward slash roadmap to learn more. Sarah, I've been to lots of conferences uh, with you and Kate and Mark and Mike occasionally. And there's one question that we answer that we ask that always gets the same answer. And what's the question? It's, if it were done politely and professionally, would you like more feedback about your performance? Everyone says yes to that. Really, because anyone who wants to grow enough to be at one of our conferences wants the feedback that's required to let them grow. That's why they're there. The thing is, bosses are not great at giving feedback. Bosses hesitate to give feedback, not because their directs don't want it, rather because they themselves are uncomfortable delivering it. Has anybody ever said no to you? No. In all the conferences that you've done? No, nobody's ever. I think they would be such a sore thumb in the room, they wouldn't admit to it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly. Possibly. So So if we want more feedback from our bosses, what what do we do? We are going to start by don't asking before we're ready to get it. And then use the phrases, and we'll talk more about how to use these phrases. But the phrases, can you share with me? Did you notice? What was the reaction? And is there anything I could do differently? Perfect. So our first point is don't ask before you're ready, which might confuse people because we've just said that everybody wants feedback, which is true. Everybody wants feedback, but some people only want feedback that's positive. Right. Uh, Some people only want uh, feedback that helps them grow. And some people may ask for feedback, but they're, but they're not really not ready for the consequences of what they're going to hear. So it's a bit, of, it's a bit like uh, what your mother says about listening to other people's conversations about you. If you overhear something about yourself, you're bound not to like it. So there's a good chance that feedback will be negative. So you need to be ready to get that feedback. And we all know that fee- giving feedback is difficult, even if we've never had to do it, even if we've never done feedback to a direct um, in, in the feedback model or any other feedback. But you know, if your mother says, how's the roast? You always say delicious. Right. Because you know, it'll hurt your mother's feelings if you say, oh, it's a bit overcooked or, you know, this bit's burnt or whatever. And we know that she may be hurt, hurt by our comment because we've been hurt by comments before. So we can empathize because we've had that experience. Nearly everybody's had the experience of getting some kind of feedback, whether it's at school or some random stranger in the grocery store. You know when the grocery you're, you're checking out your groceries and she says, oh, having a party, are we? And you've only got ice cream for yourself. You're thinking, <laughs> yeah, I'm having 20 people around. That's why I've got so much. And you know you're going to eat it all yourself. In a way, that's feedback and it and it's hurtful. And so we know that feedback has to be 
carefully given and carefully worded because otherwise it hurts people's feelings. Absolutely. And when we say we want more feedback at work, we have to assume that our boss is going to take us at face value and deliver that feedback to give us exactly what we've asked for. It's again, it's not going to be all positive. And if you're not in a good place to receive it, you don't want to ask for it. That is, you could be in not a great place today to receive it for any sort of reasons. Um, I got up on the wrong side of the bed. I'm a little bit grumpy. My boss and I don't have a relationship whereby I respect him enough to hear feedback from this individual. There could be any number of reasons that getting feedback from this individual at this time is not the best situation. And if you ask for it, you must be ready to hear it. Because when we're asking for feedback, we're asking our boss to do something that's extremely difficult. And it's not fair to ask for feedback. And then once we've received it, we disagree with it and then argue with them about it. Or to not then take that feedback that we've requested and they have made an effort to deliver seriously. Now, it is okay if your feelings are a bit hurt. Really, we totally understand that. We understand hurt feelings. We've all had hurt feelings. We can't avoid getting our feelings a little bit stepped on if we're asking for feedback, though. But you don't have to indulge your feelings, or you don't have to allow them to stop you doing what you need to do. One of my favorite people is Marcus Aurelius, who wrote a book called meditations Uh, and basically it was notes to himself but this is the quote about feelings the mind is the ruler of the soul it should remain unstirred by the agitations of the flesh gentle and violent ones alike not mingling with them but fencing itself off and keeping those feelings in their place when they make their way into our thoughts through the sympathetic link between the mind and body don't resist the sensation the sensation is natural but don't let the mind start in with the judgments calling it good or bad. In other words, if you hear something and, you know, a lot of the time it's, you know, uh, I really wish that you'd produce that document double spaced with page numbers. And you're just like, really? Right. But, you know, but, but it's not particularly a good or bad thing. It's my boss had some expectations or some preferences and I didn't do them. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's not inherently a terrible thing. You know, it's not that I'm a bad person or any of that. There's another, um, I think it's in Stephen Covey's book, uh, The Seven Habits, which is about uh, where he talks about the action and the response. So someone can bump into you, you don't have to yell at them. If you can get into that space just before you respond and you can sit there and then you can go, okay, I don't want to yell at this person. So, you know, feelings happen. You know, an organization is made up of a bunch of human beings and we all have feelings we don't have to act on them. In other words, we don't have to shout at our boss. We don't have to argue with him. We don't have to justify ourselves. Uh, we don't have to put it to one side and just, oh, well, I don't believe anything he says after we said X, you know, which is all the things we do. So if you're going to ask for feedback, you have to know that you're going to take it as it's given. Absolutely. And if you don't think you're going to be able to hear bad news, Remember, most feedback is not bad news, then just plain don't ask it. 
So now we can get to asking, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Now we can actually get to asking for it. Now, we mentioned that there were some phrases. The first one of those phrases that you can use to request feedback is, can you share something with me? Each of the questions that we're going to discuss is somewhat interchangeable. Um, that said, they all kind of have their own flavor. So, can you share something with me is a question which shows respect for the confidentiality of said information. That is, there may be things they can't share with you. You're leaving the door to them being able to deliver it. So, let's say you've been working with a customer for several months, uh, and it's been a fairly difficult project, but your boss was at the final presentation to the customer. An example of what you might ask your boss is, Can you share with me any comments they made that would help me be more effective in the future? Or can you share with me any thoughts that you have about my work on this particular project? Because if you say, can you share with me any comments they made, there may be comments that your boss doesn't feel they want to share with you, right? If sometimes when you're working on a project and you're one of the low-level people, the customer has opinions, uh, for want of a better word, about your work, that your boss knows are not valid, right? They, they yes. might, you know, your boss knows what else was going on and knows your standard for your work or whatever and knows that what is being said is just not valid. And when you say, can you share with me any of the comments? You're, you're leaving him the space to say, do you know what? No, there wasn't anything that was useful for <laughs> There's you. There's any, not anything valuable that I could share. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you, you have to expect that your boss will say no. And that's true of all of these questions, because it takes time for your boss to believe that you really want feedback and you're not going to hold it against him. So expect that you're going to hear no for months and maybe months, even if you ask every week, even at the end of your every one on one, you say, hey, boss, is there anything? Can you share with me anything about my work that I can do better? You know, your boss has a history of working and it may well be that they have a history of Either they gave feedback or someone gave feedback to them or they saw it happen where negative feedback was had huge negative consequences Absolutely. in a way that it really shouldn't. You know, if you if you talk about feedback as we do, as tiny small things, you know, that you talk about frequently, you know, a lot of people don't do feedback with that. So your boss may have history that puts him off giving you negative feedback or even feedback at all. My brother always says, I don't give people positive feedback because they want a pay rise, which is, <laughs> which is really bad management. But, you know, that's his opinion. Um, so, you know, it's really likely that your boss will say no, and it's nothing to do with you. It's to do with him. Absolutely, it is. So when you ask, you also want to be mindful of the tone that you use. Your tone needs to be the same tone that you would use if you ask somebody, did you have a nice weekend? A bright tone, um, something that opens the door for a positive answer. If you ask the question with hesitancy in your voice or with any bit of negativity in the tone, you can probably expect to wait even longer for feedback from your boss because your boss is going to pick up on those emotions. And again, it's going to take them back to that past situation of maybe where it backfired on them or, or they heard a story about how it went poorly for someone. And your boss is going to to hear those emotions in your voice and their brains can be like, no, I am not even touching that one with the 10-foot pole. I am not doing this. <laughs> Just out of safety. One of the reasons managers hesitate to give feedback, think of it from your perspective as an individual giving feedback. 
We're afraid to hurt people's feelings. So if they perceive feelings in your voice, they won't want to deliver it for for fear of hurting those potentially. Mm -hmm. So our next phrase is, did you notice? And often when we're presenting or we're leading a meeting or we're contributing to a brainstorm, we're doing lots, doing things that use up a lot of our brain power. We don't have the mental bandwidth to assess our own performance at the same time. This has happened to me, Mark. We've been on a call and then afterwards Mark says, do you realize you did X? And when I think back, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I did. Uh, you're right. Come to I think did. of it. <laughs> because, because Mark always notices things. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but often I haven't noticed in the moment because I'm concentrating on whatever it is I'm doing and I don't have a very big brain and I can't do everything. So did you notice is a really useful phrase for those occasions. So, for example, if you were running a meeting and you were trying to do better at sticking to the agenda, you could say, did you notice whether I was better at stopping Bob going down those rabbit trails? I've been really working on preventing that so we stick more closely to the agenda. Or... Did you notice anything that suggest, suggested I was nervous? Because I've been working on that. You're asking someone, your boss, to notice the things that you are not able to notice in the moment. Too busy. Absolutely. And you could use the question with peers as well. So, for example, um, did you notice any mistakes in my spreadsheet? Or did you notice if I sounded grumpy on that client call? Things like that. Now, you might think... You only want to ask people whose opinions you respect. That's not necessarily completely true. If you're trying to build better relationships, which is something we're always recommending here, or you're trying to win others over, asking their opinions is a valuable way to do that. It doesn't matter what you do with that opinion. It doesn't matter whether you you respect or, or follow through on that opinion. If they have influence over your work, you want to know the things that they see so that you can work it in such a way that you can appease them potentially in the future. And move them to your side. Absolutely. So for instance, if you have um, some paperwork that has to go to HR and every time you go to HR with the paperwork, they say, oh, you're missing this and this and this. And it's really frustrating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not that I've been in that position. Um, It often happens with expenses as well. There's rules around expenses and they're hard to follow. And what happens is if you keep submitting stuff and it's wrong, in inverted commas, according to who you're submitting it to, they take that out on you. They start to think it's you and they dislike you. And the way to get around that is to take what you have to them and say, this is what I have. What am I missing? Can Can you give me some advice. Can you share with me what I should do differently? And then maybe at a different time say, did you notice I'm doing better with this paperwork? How how is it going for you? Is it does it does it am I being more effective for you? And it's amazing how much people will come to your side if they think that you are working hard to make their life easier. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those places where you can really do that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Now, our next phrase is, what was the reaction? And this is going to be another question that's useful if you're so intensely occupied during the meeting, for example, that you just don't have any additional bandwidth to absorb the clues in the information, for example, the audience reaction. So if you're giving a speech, a, a keynote to 300 people, 
there's just simply no way that you can notice everyone's reaction. But if you have three or four, maybe even five people in the audience that can notice and tell you about the reaction to certain parts, that's super helpful, right? You can't notice it yourself. You're too busy. And these other people may notice things that you yourself can't. And when you present, and we often say present and, and video yourself, you've had this experience, right? When oh, you yes, in I training, have. You present and you, you video yourself presenting and you discover you have all of these weird ticks. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have lots of verbal ones, which people email me about, which is fine because I shouldn't do them. But it, it's amazing how much you miss of your own behavior that someone else can notice. And it's absolutely true. This also works if you're not in the room when your work is presented. So if you've written a report or done the analysis or you've prepared your boss to answer questions, you might ask them what their reaction was. So, hey, hey boss, what was the reaction to the slides that I put together? What was their reaction to the analysis I'd done? How did those questions go that I gave you answers to? Did you notice anything about that? And don't expect anything specific. Don't expect someone to come back to you and say, well, I notice when you get to a negative point in your speech, you use your right hand to stroke your hair (laughs) and your left hand, you put on your belt buckle and you do it every time. So don't do that. They are not going to get that. You'll probably get, they liked it or it was good or it was fine or, you know, something Mm -hmm. fairly innocuous because again, It's hard for managers to give feedback in the first place, and it's even harder for them to do it in a way that's behavioral and about details and specific. And so you're asking them to do two hard things, which is never a good thing. And if you do get feedback as a result of these questions, be effusively grateful. We said, like I said, it's difficult for your boss. And so you want to encourage them to give you more feedback. So you make the experience a good one. So when they say, oh, they liked it, you say, oh, that's excellent. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you for the feedback. I I really appreciate knowing how my work is going across. Mm -hmm. Be thankful for what they're willing to give you, and they will give you more. Because every time you show them that giving you feedback is a pleasant experience, they will be willing to do it more. Absolutely. And our last phrase is, is there anything I can do differently? This is a more broad question that you might want to narrow down until you're getting more feedback from your boss. Think of it this way. If your peer came up to you and asked, is there anything I can do differently? There's a few irritations that are likely going to pop into their head. And then there's the whole expanse of their work to think about. It's just a lot to think about it. And because it's such a broad question, you would think that you're going to get more feedback because it's so very open-ended. But in actuality, you're probably going to get less because there's so many factors to consider. Your boss has to mentally flip through every single thing that they come up with before they come up with what can be changed. It's just a really big question and you're not helping target it for them at all. If you think of a sibling relationship, what could your sibling do better? It's very difficult to answer that because there's so much history and so many things that your sibling has done. And there's probably one thing that really annoys you that comes up. But the rest of it is it's just such a big question. So what you want to do is narrow it down a bit. So, for example, is there anything I can do differently with my slides? Is there anything I can do differently on my sales calls? Or 
even more specific, is there anything I can do differently in answering this question on my sales call? If you feel like there's some friction or there's something that's not going well, be really specific about what it is that you want feedback for. So um, is there anything I can do differently when I'm presenting is probably a big question again. But is there anything I can do specifically or is there anything I can do differently around my gestures that isn't going so well? Or is there anything specific I can do with my vocal tone that you think would be be better if it was changed? Uh, so be very specific. If you, the more you narrow it down, the more likely it is that you'll get something useful. Absolutely. So in summary, none of us are perfect and we all want to grow. Most of us do absolutely want feedback from our bosses. One way to get more of that feedback is by asking for it. But in order to ask for it, you must remember that your receipt of it should be grateful and make changes asked for to encourage your boss to give you even more in the future. Exactly. One thing that I thought of just when you were summarizing that's not in the show notes, but it just came to me, is that we should record when we ask for feedback and what we ask feedback for. Because there's two kinds of people. There's the people that will ask like once every six months and probably not get anything because their boss doesn't learn that giving you feedback is a pleasant experience. And there's people who will ask every other day and their boss won't (laughs) give them feedback because A, nothing's happened and B, it's all a bit much. So Mm -hmm. you probably don't want to ask in either of those cadences. You want to find something more in the middle, maybe every couple of weeks. Uh, maybe every month. It depends on what kind of relationship you have with your boss and how often you communicate and Mm -hmm. how your work affects their work. Uh, But it would be worth just having a piece of paper, writing the date, writing what you ask feedback about. It's really hard to work out when you last did something, unless it was yesterday. Absolutely. You and I were talking earlier, how is it May? I don't know what happened to April and May is now gone. And... (laughs) That's just adult life, I think. Yeah, time, I think get, so. <laughs> time gets faster. It is really hard to, to gauge the cadence of when you're asking, so it would definitely, you know, turn to the back of your notebook, make a note on the back page. Shout it down. Yeah, just to see how you're going. For sure. Thanks, Sarah. Wonderful. Thanks, Wendy. Bye, everyone. That's all for this week. We'll be back next week with more guidance.